0: Hey, welcome to And It's Writing, a live stream and podcast for two writers and sometimes a special guest have a few drinks and some laughs while we revise our old work or discuss writing-related topics. Uh, I'm Amy Avery. I write adult fantasy. I also self-publish under the pen name Avery Ames. Uh, what I'm working on is I am in the process of submitting blurb letters to people and asking them to read my book and tell me they like it, which is very nerve-wracking. <laughs> I've never had to do this before. <laughs> it's 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 a new experience like please perceive me but also do not (laughs) don't please don't perceive me (laughs) and um what i'm reading is i've been reading a bunch of stuff lately because of this aforementioned blurb project uh but the standout so far has been the stardust thief by chelsea abdullah which is a Book that kind of incorporates some elements of the thousand and one nights um it's kind of an ensemble fantasy adventure and it was very fun I enjoyed it five stars definitely recommend nice
1: I'm DC McNaughton a uh, speculative and historical writer uh I am working on I actually just switched to a different book project which is my historical fiction and not my speculative stuff so that's what I'm working on now and I'm feeling much better about myself because I've been having some writing problems, my friends. Um, I'm currently reading uh, Cam Girl by Isa Mazay, Probably butchered that name. Sorry. <laughs> it is a memoir about a cam girl. I'm having a blast reading it. It's like one of my favorite topics. Um, and yeah, I'm having a lot of fun. Today, we have a guest. <laughs> we'll be talking with Yay! author, poet... AZ Louise. AZ, could you tell us a little about you and what you
2: write? I write everything and anything. Um, I would say that my greatest weakness is nonfiction and I don't really go there. But you can catch me <laughs> writing kid lit, romance, spooky, scary stuff, poetry, pretty much anything. And um, I just finished reading The Hollow Places by T. Kingfisher. Oh, It was so good. It, like, instantly became my favorite horror I've ever read. It's so good. 10 out of
1: 10. (laughs) Awesome. I'll have to, like, write that down.
2: That one is on my TBR. It is. Don't read it at home alone at night. It is so spooky. (laughs)
1: It really creeps me out. Oh, man. I I need a good book to freak me out. It's been a while. It's been a long while.
2: It was a severe case of the Willys, like...
0: (laughs) Okay, well, and we also usually, when we have a guest, we always have a drink portion of our episode, and so we let our guest kind of pick the drink. Um, we're recording a little early today, so it's a day drinking sort of day, but it's been that sort of week for me. So, yes, I know it's Monday. It's been that sort of week for me. Oh, no, <laughs> that's all right. So, it's fine. So, yeah, but the drink that was selected was gin and tonic. Uh, sometimes I try to do a twist on it, but I just love a classic gin and tonic, so I just left it as is. Yeah, yeah. So... I'm drinking
2: coffee. <laughs> I just had some coffee, so I'm having alcohol on top of coffee. It's going to be disgusting.
0: Heck yeah! That's okay. I just I just had a I just had a quad shake and espresso. We're going to be extremely weird.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I did bring a bottle of Tums, though, so at least that won't be a problem. You
1: are you are ready. You are ready for anything.
0: You're prepared. We're all going to get a little unhinged today. I can feel it. We're going to do one icebreaker real quick, and then we'll get into the actual conversation, which is, what movie or TV show always makes you laugh? It's wrestling. <laughs>
2: wrestling? I, I love wrestling, and it sometimes it makes me laugh on purpose, sometimes it makes me laugh by accident, but either way, I'm laughing.
0: Is it like current or like retro stuff? Oh yeah, there was a pay-per-view
2: last night, like, please note the bag's under my eyes, because Mr. Tony <laughs>
0: Khan kept me up
2: way too late last night. I I am so
1: excited to hear that, because I love, I have loved wrestling since I was a kid, and recently I've been trying to get back into it, but it's hard, because it's long, and it's late, Mm -hmm. so it's hard to, like, get into,
2: but it's also awesome. It's like, these billionaires don't know that I have a job, and I have to do it during the day? I can be up (laughs) till 11 on a Sunday.
0: I'm 30 or 40 Um. years old, like... (laughs) <laughs> it's like we can't be doing that anymore. I need my sleep. <laughs> uh my thing that always makes me laugh is Muppets. Anything Muppets. I just their humor, their humor, my humor is like completely in sync. It's ridiculous, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Muppets.
2: I love
0: them so much. Yeah, yeah. I I <laughs> and I, I, I'm the same way with
1: SpongeBob because it's so light and fluffy and there's never at least like okay, I haven't watched a lot of the new stuff but I think that most of the Spongebob Squarepants stuff is like it's not hurting anybody it's like it's just pure and I love it and I never feel heavy afterward it's just lovely I love it. Just thinking about Sexy Squidward Just thinking about Sexy Squidward you know there's like a no cares in the world just Spongebob like he's pure Squidward is pure although he's an asshole
0: (laughs) I will say the older I get, though, the more I start to, like, understand. (laughs) Oh, Oh, for sure.
1: Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Like, I feel you, Squidward. It's like I get you. I I, get it. (laughs) Okay, so now we kind of know each other a little better. We've gotten a little loose. We've wasted a lot of our time. So we'll kind of get into the topics. We had a couple things we wanted to discuss with you um, because we haven't really had any guests on to talk about. We, we mentioned you write everything, but one of the areas that we kind of wanted to talk to somebody about was some poetry and writing poetry, yeah. and that's something that you are well versed in. Um, so first off, could you kind of tell us a little bit about like where we can find some of your poetry since you, you've got it all over the place?
2: Yeah. um, uh, The easiest way to find it is to go to my website, website, which is azluise.com. I've got a whole list of everything with links to where you can read it, buy it, etc. But most of it is just free to read out on the internet.
0: So how did you get started writing poetry? And how did you get started kind of submitting it to places and getting it published?
2: 100% by (laughs) accident.
0: As many writing things go.
2: Yeah so um i went to college for engineering um and my uh university required you to take non-engineering related electives so i got to take some really cool classes but i discovered that the best classes to take were the ones that were online during the summer (laughs) Um, because you could take two two three credit courses over the summer and fill up your your credits so I took multiple poetry courses and I absolutely love them. And then I did not think about poetry again for a very long time. (laughs) Uh, And then when I started submitting short fiction and, let us be clear, getting absolutely nowhere (laughs) with it, I did start seeing poetry uh, calls for submissions. And I was like, well, I know how to write a poem. Let's just see what happens. Somehow the first poem that I like, ever composed with the idea of selling it sold wow and then my second one went uh to strange horizon horizon somehow oh wow <laughs> and i was like hold up am i good at this <laughs> 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 and then i just started submitting everywhere and it turned out that poetry's also really good for helping me write fiction and as I got better at poetry I also got better at fiction and I started getting uh more acceptances there (laughs)
1: that's awesome like how how do you think that it it helps you with your fiction like that that's really interesting to me
2: so one of my problems is that I'm a chronic underwriter Hmm. I have problems getting especially emotions from and descriptions from my brain onto the page but emotions and descriptions is like all of poetry <laughs> so like I could I could do the two things separately but I couldn't put them together um and it wasn't until I started treating each sentence each paragraph of a short story as like a poem all on its own that was when I started getting acceptances in short fiction
1: okay interesting uh, that, I guess that that adds up that makes sense I yeah, I can see that yeah Um, And and you're – yeah, I was reading over some of your poems. They're very evocative, so I can totally see how Mm -hmm. that would help. That's that's pretty cool. So, like – now, like, here's my curiosity. Like, do you – like cuz what drives me to write is like passion and if it happens by accident did you like sort of did you sort of get the passion as you started doing poetry did you like kind of feel passionate about it at first and you just like weren't sure about it or like like how did that happen because i know that like you know it's it's hard writing and put your stuff putting your stuff out there if you're not like passionate about it if something happens on accident is that's like a a relationship that you that sort of bloomed as you as you did it
2: so um i grew up Uh, When I was five, both of my parents went back to school. Uh, Actually, my mom waited like a year or two before she started going back to school. But when my mom went back to school, um, because she had never finished her undergrad degree, she went for English. And uh, she would read us these lovely poems out of her, her textbooks. And I remember being like seven or eight and being blown away by this is just to say. Uh, Because I had never really, like, I'd heard little kids' poems, I'd read plenty of books, I was an Mm -hmm. avid reader, but I'd never heard anything that made me feel such a feeling, like it instantly transported me to my grandma's house for some reason. And so I was really surrounded by poetry as a child, so I always loved it, and my dad is also a musician, Um, And so is my brother. So I was also always surrounded by song lyrics that felt really poetic to me. So even when I wasn't actively consuming or writing poetry, I was still just completely surrounded by it at all times. So it's just sort of in me and I love it. (laughs) But I had like put that kind of writing on the back burner to focus exclusively on novels. And then i thought to myself you're not getting any bites on your queries maybe you need to go back on the drawing board to the drawing board and start working on other things to see how that affects your novel writing and that's how i ended up on short fiction and then short fiction carried me to poetry
1: <laughs> that's super respectable it's so hard to like step back and like look at yourself like that and like decide maybe i should try something else for a little bit that's cool i like that
2: I'm like a real overthinker, so <laughs> <laughs> same,
0: <laughs> yeah, so you'd kind of mentioned how the poetry helped your short fiction um and and the ways that it did that. So what do you think is the most like the most important element of a good poem?
2: Well, I think it's kind of just like heart. I think you do I think it is correct to say that it is something that you need to be passionate about or you're not really going to get anything out of it. It's something that you really put, you really get out what you put in. And so when I first started, what I was doing was just imagining cool speculative scenarios because I write mostly speculative poetry. So at first that passion was just for speculative stuff, like what if a star could talk, things like that. But then I started feeling as if, it was such a good outlet for big emotions that I just started writing poems whenever a big emotion was happening. <laughs> and I every year I have a big document called like 2023 Poem Party, and then I just put all <laughs> my poem, poem fragments and stuff in there, and then every now and then if I see a call for submissions and I don't have a finished poem but I have something that could work, then I pull it and I build and I iterate. And it comes from some big feeling I was having in the middle of the night and had to write down.
0: I was reading some of yours as well, and I can't remember which publication had it. Um, and I don't remember the exact title, but it was the one about not a phoenix. And I remember reading that, and I was just like, oh, feels! And I, to me, that's the most important aspect of a good poem, is that, yeah, it's poetry is like pure feeling.
2: That one was a big feelings poem, and it's really funny because multiple people like pinpoint that as the poem of mine that, like, really gets them. Yeah. <laughs> I was feeling some real big things when I wrote that. And I think that's why, yeah, that was a first try submission, and that almost never happened. Oh, wow. I think it was just, like, so many feelings that, like, it just, like, came through.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Vent art is always the best. Yes. Yes. And we will link to that in the show notes when we post this as well, so people can find that. And I will also have links to your website and everything, so they can find everything. So I actually have a quick
1: question related to that. So I, in my spare time, I will sometimes write song lyrics, because I, like, dabble in music here and there. And it's kind of, like, the same thing, but, like, do you... I have these moments and and I'm curious if you have these moments too where I'm actually in like a good mood and so like it's actually hard to to find stuff to write about like do you ever have moments like that where you're like wow I'm happy uh fuck this business
2: <laughs> for sure for sure yeah like I haven't been writing a ton of poetry lately cuz I've been focusing on like things that I'm obligated to do um, but um, my two things that I wrote big poems about for the past couple of years were two of my grandmas died. And those were, like, my big... Yeah, those were my big poem, like, influences over the past couple of years. Um, and sometimes when I am feeling, like, a little too happy to sit down and write a poem, they end up being about the beauty of everyday things. Uh, and those are interestingly, I find harder for me to place. I think that they have just as much there because I'm looking at something and feeling moved, but that the thing that is there is much like softer and subtler, and my many angry poems are like much easier for everyone to understand. Like, Not everyone is necessarily going to love my compost pile based poem because like (laughs) a lot of people don't think that's a beautiful thing. I'm just weird.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I think it's beautiful.
2: Yeah. There's like the
0: beauty in like the decay and the recycling and the life cycle and everything.
2: I love bugs and I love dirt. So (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So you had mentioned that you kind of fell into this by accident, sort of, uh, and submitted Um, Do you have like any recommendations for people who might be looking to start trying to submit places and stuff, kind of like tips on submitting, where to look, where to go, how to go about it?
2: (laughs) So my number one thing is if you are on social media, follow cool outlets there because they will always tweet when they have a call for submissions open, like when they're open to submissions. And then also Submissions Grinder. Submissions Grinder also does poetry Mm -hmm. And uh, that is also where I place a lot of my poems. And my other thing is, other people might feel differently about this. Don't ever pay to submit something. Um, I know a lot of oh, yes. uh, s- speculative lit mags don't really do this, but like uh, a lot of like more literary—I'm yeah, doing finger quotes—type uh, of places. <laughs> <laughs> a lot more. A lot of literary type places will be like there's a $5 submissions fee, Mm. and I just think that money should always be flowing towards the writer, um, and especially because some, sometimes a poem is so short, I've made $5 on a poem a ton of times, because a lot of places pay by the word, you only make a couple bucks, so it's like, why (laughs) would I give you the amount I'm gonna get back if I get, if I sell my poem to you, so... That's just my advice on that.
0: <laughs> I never thought about that because yeah, the short fiction market, you know, sells but by, by the word. And I didn't think about the fact that poetry would also be by the word, but there are fewer words.
2: Yeah, sometimes it's sometimes it's uh like per poem, and it'll be like five, ten, twenty five dollars per poem, something like that. And then sometimes it is by the word and you're gonna you're gonna make five dollars. You get five dollars your PayPal. <laughs>
0: That feels I don't want to say counterintuitive, but because part one of the things about poetry is kind of the economy of language, like you don't want to add in superfluous words, but then you got to kind of think about maybe sometimes you're like, but that's an extra like three cents. Do I cut it for like the vision or do I leave it in there for the money? Yeah,
2: yeah, I I try not to think about word count at all because I'm I'm such an underwriter that if I think about it, I will give myself anxiety. Not even money based. <laughs> Just like it's too short. People are gonna think I'm a hack. So I don't know how to describe anything. So I really I don't think about word count at all unless I go to the submissions page and it says I'm over or under, and then
0: I will do something about it. <laughs> Cross that bridge when we come to it. Precisely.
1: Speaking of, for a moment, uh, when I was a small, a small young lad and the internet was just blooming and there was that poetry.com like scam sort of competition thing, it was really interesting and it just made me think about that and I just wanted to like, Either of you remember that because I got okay. wrapped up in that shit. Oh, uh, it was—I—I I sent a poem in, and I was like, "Oh, I won! Yay!" But it was like really scammy, and they were like basically telling everybody they won. Anyway, it was just uh, like a, one no. of those. Yeah, it was uh, that was back. That was my first scam. To <laughs> <laughs> <I> was paying <laughs> to, <I> was <laughs> paying to uh, do something poetry related, which is really interesting because I've yet to run across that in fiction like novel writing. So it's just interesting.
0: There are similar scams in novel writing, but they're a little bit different. Um Writer Beware has a whole bunch of them. Who boy, yeah. if you want to go on a journey <laughs> <laughs> go to writer beware and learn all about the weird scams that people do. A lot of times it's people contacting self-published authors and being like we want to traditionally publish your novel but you have to pay us and i'm like no that's not how that works it's the classic
2: (laughs) that is the classic
0: yeah so don't do it (laughs) don't do it please don't if you if you get anything like if you are approached by anyone who wants to publish you go to writer beware and type in that name first
2: (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) it's sad Uh, but it's probably oh gosh i hate that mm -hmm. for us
2: a scammer will scam on
0: anything. Like, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, <laughs> Yay. But, but anyways, I was going to cycle back. You mentioned how word count gives you, like, anxiety and stuff. And I'm like, anxiety is a good segue into our other topic of the day, which is yeah. writing while neurodivergent, <laughs> which is fun because um, we had kind of talked about when we were first coming up with concepts for this podcast uh, interview, you had mentioned managing rest cycles as a way to manage writing with various types of neurodivergence. Do you have, could you kind of explain that a little bit more?
2: Yeah, I, I try to, after I finish a uh, a project, leave it for a while and go to something utterly different. So I might go from a novel to short fiction in, like, a totally different genre. I might go from, like, kid lit and then be like, okay, time to write some real horny romance. (laughs) I need a break from this saccharine sweet stuff. Um, So I think that it's really important for me personally to reset my brain in between projects and also to avoid burnout. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I do feel like me and all my neurodivergent friends really burn out a lot. And easily, Mm -hmm. because it is so easy to get hyper-focused on a project, and then it eats your entire life, and you look up, and you haven't done the laundry in three weeks, like, (laughs) (laughs) or, like, yeah, it's just, or you haven't touched any, like, I, like, knit and crochet and do art and stuff, so I'll be like, I haven't done a painting in a month, what am I doing with my life? So... It, 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 it feels really beneficial for me to take rests, not just from, like, writing or art or whatever, but to also take break from genres and forms. Because otherwise, I do get bored. I'll get a little bored. And then I won't want to write on the thing that I might have to write about, you know? So it it, it feels really difficult to like tear myself away from things sometimes, Mm -hmm. but it, it's definitely healthier for me. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And I think that it is hard to tear myself away from something when I am hyper like fixated on it. Um, but then also sometimes it is very hard to like, to force myself to work if I'm not like when you're on deadline and you're like, but I want to go do that. And I want to do this and I want to do that. And then you start to resent the thing. That you're supposed to be doing and you have to do because you're being paid to do it
2: <laughs> yeah and you're like trying to bribe yourself with all kinds of stuff like <laughs> I'm a
0: strong believer in the
2: self-bribe and sometimes it really is like okay if I finish writing this chapter I can go noodle around on this other project <laughs> for a little bit
0: <laughs> yeah I'm a big fan of the self-bribery that's a big one for I me yeah, food. I always bribe myself a snack. So I'm like, if I finish this book, I can get a fancy cheese. Food, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, fancy yeah, cheese. Food. Listen, that's Just a good bribe. Food, <laughs> food. <laughs> food bribes. We're very yeah. good with food bribes. Yeah. Uh, Minus,
2: I is frequently that I will make myself a fancy little espresso drink because that will. That will really get me through a lot. Or, like, get a canned boba this weekend. You can have a canned boba, and <laughs> everything will be okay.
1: <laughs> How are canned boba? <laughs> are they good? They're really good.
2: Like, I saw those. Yeah. I was
1: like, is that good?
2: <laughs> I'm also, like, a taro maniac.
0: Yes. So, like,
2: any taro-flavored thing, and they have taro-flavored can't milk tea with boba at our grocery store, and oh. they bring
0: me such great joy. We have a fancy little donut place here that's, like, the hipster donut place downtown, Ooh. and they had a day where they were, like, doing taro everything, and they did, like, taro-glazed donuts. What oh. the hell? And it was really good. I went completely <laughs> crazy. I just went and got, like, a dozen of their different, like, taro-flavored donuts.
2: I mean, you gotta. <laughs> what else can you do?
0: So... You mentioned kind of switching to different genres, different types of forms or other hobbies. How do you, like, decide if you're going to just switch to a different type of writing or if you're going to switch to something entirely different like knitting, crochet, painting? Uh,
2: uh, A real driver of that is am I experiencing an
0: eye strain at the moment? (laughs)
2: I get really bad eye strain, and eye strain is a migraine trigger for me, so if I'm having real bad eye strain, I will just shut my computer and do some crochet, or bake bread, or clean. Like, I will clean to escape eye eye strain. Like So that is, like, how my body feels is, like, a main factor of that, because, yeah, especially if you're hyper-focused, you might stand up and realize, oh, I didn't eat... (laughs) Or have any water, and I feel like I'm going to die, and I feel like maybe I should stop for a minute. (laughs) And that is frequently when I check in with my friends, because that's what, like, if you go to the group chat and you're like, I'm stating my intention to do not this, and then they will all tell you, yes, take a break, you are allowed to take a break.
1: Good friends.
2: And I try to be that person for other people. I call myself the nap enabler. <laughs> so, like, that's like extremely crucial for me is like knowing that it is okay to take a break. I do the same stuff
1: with eye strain. Yeah, like it's real. Like,
2: I- it's the worst.
1: It, it never happened to me. And then, like, I wrote a book and then I wrote another book. And during the second book, I just started getting eye strain all the time. And then I was like, I guess I illustrate a little bit again too, because like, I, I, you Know it's like the oil paintings don't hurt my eyes like the way a monitor does, but I was like dried out and I was yeah. like putting all kinds of weird
2: shit in my body to try to stop. Like, the you do that thing where you wake up in the morning and your eyes are pretty dry, yeah, out and you're like oh, it's time for a break, yeah, yeah, I got a couple little raisins in my head, yep. <laughs> yeah, that is often when I start doing like watercolor, or yeah, something. it's yeah. better,
1: it's better with drawing but
2: yeah but i love digital so much i want an
1: e-ink monitor Ooh. i want a monitor yes. e-ink I, so I that was, i don't
2: i was looking at them and i was disgusted by how expensive they are I'm they so are mad.
1: very expensive i'm just like oh like, god no, i get a doctor's note <laughs> i want it but oh no it's so expensive
2: yeah. Yeah. I, I truly considered buying um, there's a way to like get certain like e ink reading tablets to accept like word processing and a Bluetooth keyboard. And I was very close to like trying to figure that out, but I knew that um I would definitely brick that e-reader. Like, immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just instantaneously.
0: There have been times where, yeah, DC will come into, like, our group chat and just be like, I can't look at screens. I will talk to you again in a few days. Bye. (laughs) it's just like, okay, please take care of yourself. Yeah,
2: yeah, my friends won't see me for a while and they're like, are you alive? My (laughs) eyes
0: hurt.
2: (laughs) I didn't didn't die. I just have a bandana tied around my head because there's too much light behind my eyelids. (laughs)
0: Oh, incredible. <sighs> so we've talked about painting and other art forms. Um apparently we all have too many other hobbies. <laughs>
1: yeah. <I'm all laughs> Yet
0: another <laughs> sign of being neurodivergent is like, oh, I do eight billion different things. Um but how do you think that those interact with and affect and can help improve the writing as well, having these other hobbies?
2: Well, for one, it just gives me a break. That's, like, <laughs> a big one. But it also, I think that something that every hobby has to teach you is troubleshooting. Mm. Because every hobby has specific ways of fixing problems.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it really does teach you to think of new ways of approaching the thing that you're doing. Mm-hmm. And a My favorite compliment that I get from people is that I am resourceful because I will come up with the wildest ways to fix problems. (laughs) And I think that, I think that it's partly my engineering background and my dad's like a science dude. He was an engineer for a while too. So I grew up with him just like fixing things around the house, Uh stuff like that. Like he can wire anything. And I don't know how he does that because I would instantly die. (laughs) But I think that just like building an environment where you are constantly problem solving, which is, I guess, the life I've chosen for <laughs> myself. <laughs> um, it's really funny because I'm sitting in front of a big problem right now. I, I, I done warped my loom wrong. Oh, no. And it's the most, it's the, the worst. <laughs> truly <laughs> suffering, but it does, doing stuff that forces you to rethink things all the time makes your brain nimble. It just makes it easier to think your way around stuff.
0: I come from a family of engineers. And I was at my nephew's birthday party this weekend. And my brother and my father, who are both engineers, are sitting there looking at some child's toy that's like a crane that picks up toy cars. And my brother's like, you know, they really should have put a peg in this so that it could rotate. This wouldn't be much harder to manufacture if they made these pieces. And I'm just like... Oh, <laughs> engineer yep. <your> family. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> yep.
2: It is really funny though, because a lot of people think that that's not a creative profession, and it really is. Mm-hmm. And like I said, my my dad is an amazing musician. You know, mm-hmm. so I do think that people place themselves into creative versus technical boxes way too much. Mm-hmm. I think everybody has the potential to do both things. It's just that what did you grow up with and. Mm-hmm. I was very lucky to grow up with both, Mm -hmm. you know? So,
0: I mean, that's why I picked my day job is because it's both. (laughs) Yeah. And it's
2: like, and it's super fun because it does mean that I get to really encourage my friends to like explore stuff Mm -hmm. because I want, I, I I love hobbies and I want everyone else to have hobbies. (laughs) (laughs) And it, I, I do know that I do feel like a lot of people who are writers't don't have, don't have the time to have hobbies mm-hmm. and really feel the loss of that. Mm-hmm. And so I do try and find things for my friends that are really small. <laughs> and so if you are a writer, let's talk about fountain pens.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> at me on Twitter. We will talk to you about fountain pens. Until the cows come home. Hey, did you know that you can get a really nice fountain
1: pen for under $8? I love fountain pens. I I love them. And I have, like, (laughs) nine. I don't know why that I can't stop getting them. Because I can put all the different inks inside of them. And then I can use them to write notes about my (laughs) D&D character. And it's just (laughs) wonderful.
0: Yes, yes. I have a special fountain pen that I use exclusively for DD. I just love how you're like, it's not an expensive hobby. And it's like, well, one isn't expensive. It's just like. That's the problem is, well, the
2: thing is, is that if you buy yourself a platinum preppy, it's like $8. And it comes with enough ink to last you the rest of your life.
0: But you're not going to just do the one. No. You're
2: not going to just do the one. (laughs) Because once you have one color
0: of ink, you need at least eight more.
1: And you need pens to put it all in because you have to rinse that shit out when you want to use a different color. Oh,
2: yeah. And here's my problem. I like the ink to match the body of the pen.
1: (laughs) That's a good... That is a good way to make sure you know what color is inside that pen because I set myself up for failure and now i don't know what color any of my pins are unless i open them up and i'm like
2: (laughs) so with me right now i have my red moon man they just changed their name to majon recently but it's a retractable moon man and the ink that my friend sent to me that is in it is called writer's (laughs) blood that's
1: that's metal
2: and it is my absolute (laughs) favorite yeah it's this incredible dark red Mm -hmm. and like yeah it's just this is just a if you are a writer Truly, this is a small joy that can enrich your life and you won't feel sad about not having hobbies. And it's. (laughs) And come talk to me because I will have so many wrecks. (laughs) It it feels
1: so much easier on your hand when you're actually writing by hand. Like, there's something about a fountain pen that, like, you don't have to press the same as you do with, like, a a, a ballpoint pen. So, like, I actually had to start using one because, like, my hands cramp really easy,
2: you know? Especially if it's a real juicy one, you can just the words just it just out. and also it does not hurt yeah, your eyeballs. Yeah, yeah, The eye strain is yeah. I I just bought more notebooks because <laughs> I've been filling all of mine. Luckily, they're not just empty. But well, thank
1: goodness.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's the other writer hobby is collecting too many notebooks. It really is. But yeah,
2: this is actually I I I would like to tell myself that the fountain pen hobby is helping me be a better writer by giving me tools to write with Yes, (laughs) by making the actual
0: physical act of writing more fun. Yeah, it is 100%. Yeah. That's just any of those hobbies where it's like, Oh, it's really easy to start. It's a lot harder to start. Yeah. The problem is the
2: (laughs) part when you get hooked. The, The thing though is, is that there are people who love like $300 pens. Um, you're gonna be hard pressed to find a pen that I want more than fifty dollars. <laughs> so I just have a lot of real cheap pens, and that probably makes me—I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not classy. It's That's okay, pen person. <laughs>
1: you know, we. Uh, my mother-in-law has one of those really fancy three hundred dollar fountain pens, and I tried it, and it doesn't feel any different than the ten dollar one, So.
2: Like, some of them are really, really nice. I wrote with one with a, a gold nib once. Wow! That was a smooth writing experience, but...
1: Yeah, because gold is so soft, read. yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't $300 like most things. <laughs> most things I $50 like maximum, because, <laughs> as mentioned, writing a lot of poetry and short fiction, gonna make you a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, all that all that dough that everybody's <laughs> rolling in. The fancy writing like Stephen King. <laughs> that's that's always the fun part when you tell people you write and they're like, Oh, are you rich? And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, you wanna see my inbox? <laughs> I'm rich in emails. <laughs> oh, okay. So is there anything on either of these topics or any other topics that we kind of touched on the past or anything that we missed that you want to go back to? I know that, like, because um, I I
1: think that, like, I was going to ask, um, just because, like, poetry is really interesting uh, for me because it was, like, my first writing passion. And, like, mm-hmm. when I heard that we were going to have someone who, you know, does poetry and actually gets it published, I was, like, in my head, I think my my biggest question was, like, just how is it that you, like, because for me, writing a novel is is a big experience. And I really love it because I can get really into it. And I know that poetry is more about, you know, little snapshots of feelings and emotion. And I think that's why I was never able to get seriously into it. So I guess, like, I just kind of wanted to, like, just pick your brain a little bit and find, like, just ask, like, What is it like being able to, like, get attached to something for a short period of time and then putting it down and then being able to, like, move on something that's long, like a novel? Like, I I really... I envy and respect the ability to be able to be in a long- term relationship and short- term relationships like that's that's really cool because i always, I always had a hard time with that. So I guess I just wanted to just hear your opinion on it and and hear how it feels to be able to do something like that because that's awesome in my opinion.
2: well i I do think that sometimes I spend a very long time with those. And sometimes it's just because I can't place them or because I haven't figured out what, like, the, like, little kernel of truth or whatever is inside of it. But I also feel like a lot of people have this... I feel like a lot of people who ask me about poetry actually are thinking the opposite. They feel like poetry is too big. Like, it feels too big to tackle. Interesting. Because it is about these these huge feelings. So this is, like, a really interesting question I've never gotten before. Ha, I um, caught you off guard! You got me. <laughs> <laughs> I got <you. laughs> But I think that I only got there through practice. Because I did start writing novels and then moved to short fiction. And then moved to poetry. So I think that what I was doing sort of totally unconsciously was learning how to, instead of, uh, so with a novel, you take a small idea and you make it really, really big. Mm-hmm. Um, you come up with like a tagline or a, wouldn't it be cool if X, Y, Z, mm-hmm. you're taking something really small and you're expanding and expanding, and expanding, and expanding. And I started learning how to do the opposite, which was taking something big like, a really big feeling and drilling down and down and down and down. And typically, what makes me realize that a feeling is a poem is that I have something, like a couple of words, stuck in my head. So when I wrote one of my dead grandma poems, yeah. um, uh, my grandma was... Uh, Magushka was a tiny little woman. She was always very, very tiny. And I was lying in bed shortly after she passed and thinking, um, how cruel it is to take something that small out of the world. Uh, someone with a, with a tiny little body, but like this huge, amazing heart, um, and just the biggest smile you've ever seen. And the thought that occurred to me was small things shatter. Um, because little things do break when you drop them and, uh, in missing her, that line told me it needed to be a poem and it is a poem that I have not yet finished and it is a poem that I will probably never try to sell because it's too personal. But I think that within every big emotion we have, there is something little about it that like really sticks with you. It might be how your grandma was a tiny little woman or how someone hurt your feelings and your chest physically hurt like it was on fire. And so it's not so much that you're, for me at least, that I'm creating a snapshot, but it is that I have have found something in myself, usually while lying in bed at night thinking hard about something that hurts or brings me joy or whatever, um, I found something small inside of it that feels really big. And in zooming in on it and really, really feeling it, that's where like the kernel, maybe one line or a couple of words of the poem begins. So you're starting with something big and finding something really, really tiny in it. I love that.
0: That's really beautiful. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> look over here, just a little tearing up a little bit. I know, like no look at Avery like, oh, I was no. going to sit here and drink my <laughs> gin <and> tonic. Don't no <laughs> oh, me. I'm fine. Everything's
1: fine. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Like, I I love that. I love that, uh, that philosophy. That's really cool.
2: Yeah, poetry is just, it's really
1: personal, you know? It makes me excited for the little things, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you
2: just... Truly, yeah, just if you find a little thing that you keep repeating to yourself, like, that's that's usually my seed.
1: I love that. I love that.
0: I think that's actually a really good place for us to, like... Wind find out. Day, That's It's gonna be hard to top that! <laughs> yeah, it feel, feels good.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh...
2: Oh, you're, you're both too sweet. Thank you. Oh, I, don't, I don't know where to go from here. Yeah. That's well, it's good. The I with the dead grandma. I'm gonna have to tell my stepmom that she can't listen to this. Oh, no,
0: oh.
2: yeah, she's gonna have to. I'll make my dad listen to it first.
0: <laughs> yeah, find the time stamp and be like, stop listening here. Yeah, the,
2: the anniversary is coming up. I'm not letting her listen to it. Oh, babies, oh, yeah, babies.
0: Yeah, I well.
1: Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Seriously. Mm-hmm.
2: Thank you guys so much for having me. This has been so lovely.
1: Yeah. I'm yeah, trying to like too. not ask too many questions. I'm like, well, we have only a short amount of time. So like, I'm, 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 I, I want to ask more, but like, I maybe another day, maybe another time, but, uh, it was,
2: I will hundred percent come back. I love talking about this stuff.
1: Oh, thank you so we much.
2: Follow up
0: yes you, you will never escape you will never hey. you, never See, escape. i got you and then you got me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome so yes but so thank you thank you so much for joining us um i'm gonna do our little spiel here um which is that you can find everything about the podcast at anditswriting.com look us up anywhere you listen to podcasts you can follow us on twitter at anditswriting for episode updates and notifications. Um, we will post a bunch of links to all of AZ's stuff in the show notes and on our webpage. So if you're listening to this, please go check out those to find out more poems, more short fiction, more of everything. <laughs> and yeah, thank you for joining us, and we will see you all again soon. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye.